So today I want to talk with you about two particular types of people in the Bible, good shepherds or hirelings. A hireling is somebody that only does what they do for a paycheck. They only do what they do for money, positions, accolades, recognition of men. They only do it because they want to be somebody that they're not. And instead of really being like Jesus, they in turn try to please men and be in positions and titles for people instead of for God. A hireling often sees the jobs that they do as um, menial. They see their job as not requiring much skill and they complain a lot instead of trusting God wherever God has you. Hirelings do all things under the paycheck. Good shepherds do all things for the good shepherd because they love him. And so that context is going to come from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 17. So I'm going to read a lot of verses to you. So take a deep breath and just let's let Jesus speak to us. All right. Okay, you can handle some extra word today. We'll pull it up on the screen or you can put it in your phone and you can write them down and read them later, later or come back and listen to this message. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him and they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they'll flee from him for they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. So he said this again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who have ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and they will be one flock with one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay, down, but I lay it down of myself." I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. Now let's jump to verse 24. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, just tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them and said, I told you, and you don't believe. 
The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. All right, so I know that was a lot of scripture, but I'm going to summarize it up for you. There's, there's probably about seven biblical characters in the Bible that you can read about. One, of course, is Jesus, the good shepherd. There's the Father. There's the Holy Spirit. There's the devil, right? There's good shepherds of men. There's hirelings. There's wolves. All these people are written about everywhere inside the word. There are wolves all around. But God wants us to be good shepherds, not hirelings. The problem is the church is full of hirelings. When you're a hireling, you have no power. When the wolf comes, you run. And we have a lot of pulpit robbers in the pulpit that when the wolf comes, they're running because they don't own the sheep. They're in it for some other reason. They climb in some other way. And they keep climbing and they keep climbing and they keep climbing. This is a real picture of the corporate world, climbing the ladder, climbing for success, climbing for positions, climbing for fame, climbing for notoriety. The world teaches you to climb and climb and climb, even if it means climbing over other people to get to the top. And then people take that into the church. They're hirelings. And we're going to talk about the difference between good shepherds and hirelings because I don't want you to be a hireling. And this church doesn't have hirelings. None of our staff are hirelings. None of the team leaders are hirelings. None of our worship leaders are hirelings. I'm not a hireling, but I have been a hireling before. I've been in the position where it was about the title and it was about the money. I chased after that in the corporate world and I chased after that in the church world. But we're gonna make sure that you don't ever make those mistakes. And some of you have been hurt by hirelings. And you're angry. And that's why I want to recommend a book to every single one of you here today that I highly recommend you all read over and over and over again. I have it in my iBooks and I constantly go back to it. And it's a book called The Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. I highly, 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 highly recommend you read this book. It's short, it's easy, and you should be able to read it in almost one sitting. I love that book, and much of what I'm going to talk about today is related to that concept. See, Saul was a hireling. The problem is God hired him. So how do you reconcile that? Saul had all kinds of insecurities. On the day of his coronation, he was hiding. He was full of insecurity. It was all about himself. Hirelings are all about themselves, whereas good shepherds are all about the good shepherd and taking care of his sheep. Remember when, G when Peter was restored after denying Jesus three times, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me three times? And Peter said, of course I do. But he was thinking, Koinonia, what are you going to do for me, love? And what he finally realized, this was about the highest form of love, which is agape love. See, good shepherds walk in agape love. They give without any expectation of return. And they love without any expectation of return because they're working for the good shepherd, not for man. Hirelings work for men. Hirelings do all things under the paycheck. Good shepherds do all things under the king and trust God for their paycheck. Hirelings will work at McDonald's cleaning dishes or sweeping floors or come to the church and say, give me a broom and a mop because that's probably one of the most important positions that God's looking for because the task is menial. Remember, a hireling can see their task as menial, not requiring much skill, so they complain a lot. 
and they complain to their employers and they complain about their jobs and they complain about the way that they're being treated and then they get offended. The problem is hirelings never actually really get the real promotion from God. But if you'll be faithful in a little, God says, I'll give you much. God watch, do all things under the Lord, not all things under the paycheck. And the challenge is, is we have people that are looking for positions and titles. There's websites where you can become a youth pastor, a pastor, a worship leader, and they're just hired out positions all over the country. The Pharisees were hirelings. The workers of the landowner in Matthew 20, the vineyard. See, good shepherds build great vineyards with great vintage, high, powerful, potent wine. That's intoxicating. That intoxicates everyone around them because they're full of the new wine. And there's guide wires everywhere around, but you don't see them, but the plants are growing up straight and strong. And the clusters of the grapes are all together unified, not separated and divided. And when the bobcat or the mountain lion or the wolf comes, the good shepherd who's a vineyard, who's a gardener caring for the vineyard, who's the landowner, is making sure everything's protected. Because good shepherds protect. They don't control, they protect. And they raise up other good shepherds to go shepherd other people. Hirelings only raise up hirelings. They reproduce themselves. See, this applies to every one of you in the church and out of the church. It doesn't matter what your job is. Some of you feel undervalued and overlooked and insignificant. Stay there. What if you stayed in that position and did all things under the Lord? What if we stopped valuing preachers and ministers and churches based on their charisma and their charm and the big show and the flash, and we started loving people for who they are and trusting God no matter what, and even if God puts you under assault, you don't cut the hem of their garment? Yes. Because Saul was still anointed by God, believe it or not. So when David cut the hem of his garment, he was convicted for cutting his garment. And some of you are hurt and complaining and nasty towards your old pastors because they were Saul's. And God says, yeah, I put them there for a reason. Maybe it was about you to decrease you so that you would learn to love better. This is why you have to forgive. Forgive them for they knew not what they do. They stole my money. Listen, the first church I ever went to, the pastor's last name was Fluke. I should have known, but I didn't know. And when I went in, listen, I don't have any keys with me, but when I went in, this guy would jingle his keys in his pocket and shake his hand every time he'd pray for you. And the more anointed he became, the more the keys in his pocket would jingle. I just wonder what he was really playing with in his pocket. It was just a matter of time before he ripped off the church for $250,000 and left us high and dry. That was my very first church experience. Did I quit church? No. Did I complain? No. Did I trust God? Yes. Some of you have been in churches where the pastors had affairs or stole the money or didn't know what you knew. You were smarter than the pastor. And maybe you were. Maybe you had more revelation. But God still anointed that person. The key is that you don't become a Saul or a hireling, but that you become good shepherds yourself. Because the whole kingdom's built on each one teach one. Good shepherds, I have the good shepherd, hence I become a good shepherd. And the process always looks like this. The first thing you become a good shepherd of is your heart. Then you become a good shepherd to your family. And maybe you don't have a wife or kids. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're a young adult or a teenager. Or maybe you're widowed or maybe you're a grandparent. And you don't have any more kids. The first thing that you're to steward is your heart and then the community around you. And you say, well, maybe it should be the church. No, it's first the community and your family. Here's why. Because if you're a donkey in the public and you come here and pretend to be something else, you're a hypocrite. Come on. Come on, David. And I'll measure you based on how you love your staff, your employees, your coworkers, and your family at home, outside of the church. 
Because when you bring them here and they see you act different, they're going to go, huh? That doesn't make sense. So I'm going to give you a whole list. I have had a download from the Lord for a week. I think this is going to be a book that I'm going to write, even though it's already written, but God's given me some downloads called The Hireling. And so I'm going to give you characteristics of good shepherds, a whole list of good shepherds, and I'm going to give you a whole list of hirelings. And what you're going to do is you're going to make sure that you're like the good shepherd and not like a hireling. And if you've been a hireling, whether in the corporate marketplace or in the church, repent. Because we don't want hirelings here. Nobody on staff is a hireling. Let me tell you something. Where's Mark at? Mark, this guy is so stinking anointed. He's so gifted. But if he doesn't have character and humility to back up that gift, then he's a hireling. If, he, if I'm valuing him based on his gift, he's a hireling. If I'm valuing for who he is, he's a hireling. So when he came here broken and angry and mad and didn't want to be here, but God twisted his arm, both Mark and Tina living in sin, not married, it was a year and a half. They got married. They got healthy. And I made him sit, 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 sit. Son, 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 son. And finally, he pleaded with me, please, for the love, give, let me pick up a guitar. I said, well, it's been a year and a half. All right. But I've made sure that he was healthy because we don't hire hirelings. We hire sons and daughters that are shepherds. So... Listen to the list I'm going to give you today. This isn't an overly craft, crafted, scripted sermon. This is a list. You take it because you're going to get more than I get. I'm getting so much on this word. I mean, we could do a whole series on it. One chapter's titled The Hireling. One chapter's titled The Wolf. One's titled Earthly Good Shepherds. One's titled The Heavenly Shepherd. One's titled... The sheep. But we'll just start with the hireling today. There's only one door and one doorkeeper, Jesus and the Father. There's only one type of person that gets through the door. You can't climb up some other way. There's no other way. Promotion comes from the Lord. You don't get in except through Jesus, period. You have to be born again and covered in the blood of Jesus. Once you're born again and covered in the blood of Jesus, God begins to deal with your heart to make sure that you're not a wolf and to make sure you're not seeing yourself as a hireling. Because hirelings don't take ownership. When the wolf comes, they run. Or they cry wolf. You know what it means to cry wolf? There's a lot of people crying wolf. And they're in terror. Proverbs 28, the righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no one's... is pursuing. So the hirelings really are more like wolves and hirelings can turn sheep into wolves, but good shepherds turn sheep into lions. Let me say that again. You might want to take notes. Good shepherds turn sheep into lions. I'm not talking about a personality profile. I'm talking about the nature of the lion of the tribe of Judah. But see, hirelings will keep sheep sheep. Just stay a sheep. You don't need to flame on, hear the voice of the Lord prophesy and grow, write your own books and start your own ministry. For goodness sakes, just sit here in the pulpit and be a good little sheep, nice little sheep. Whereas hirelings will beat the sheep and the hirelings will make them stay the same. But a good shepherd puts the good shepherd in him, which is really the lion. Now you go from a sheep to a lion. See, I'm not a sheep to the world. I'm a sheep to Jesus, but I have the lion inside of me. Now you become lions in the world. 
And instead of crying wolf, you go, wolf, everybody stand up and let's pray in tongues, let's warfare, let's pray and let's put a guard over our home. Let's put a guard over this house. Let's put guard wires up that don't control and manipulate, but protect. Hirelings want to control and manipulate. Good shepherds protect the sheep. Here's another thing. A good, you can't take, nobody can take your life when you're a good shepherd. You lay your life down for the sheep. You can't take my life. If I got shot today, still, I'll be a martyr for the king. There are thousands and thousands of hours of messages and sermons and dream journals and my wife and my legacies in motion. You kill me, trust me, this church will blow up a hundred times than what it was because you can't take my life. I'm already a walking dead man. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to protect my life in a sense, but my point I'm trying to make is my life's not my own. Your life is not your own. That's the mindset of a good shepherd. Everybody say this to me. Say, make me a good shepherd like the good shepherd. I don't want to be a hireling. I don't want to hire hirelings. If you work for me at Coffee Waves, I don't want you to just be a hireling for a paycheck. I want you to take ownership. And whether I promote you or not, God will promote you because you're not working for me, you're working for him. This is the mindset of a good shepherd, not a hireling. I got to get y'all out of hireling mode. And parents, we have to stop teaching our kids just to go off to college and get a degree so that they can get a good career. If God's not leading them to do it, don't encourage them to do it. Teach them to be led by the Lord. And I'm not opposed to college and them getting a good career and making money. What I'm opposed to is doing anything outside of the will of God. Oh, I'm going to. There's only one door and one doorkeeper, and there's only one way in and one way out. And you can go in and out when you go through the door. You can get all your provision, all your supplies, everything you need. You can lead the sheep. You can have influence. You can do all that God's called you to do. And only God determines how that's going to be because promotion comes from him. The key is to be covered in the blood, to forsake all and surrender all. Those who have God's heart for his people are good shepherds on earth. And these good shepherds only have one voice and that voice never changes. They also only hear one voice and they don't follow the voice of another. Good shepherds go through the door themselves and don't climb up some other way. Hirelings keep climbing and climbing and striving and striving, making them thieves and robbers. Hirelings are constantly climbing and climbing and climbing some other way to find value, favor, success, esteem, notoriety, and recognition or to rule with misguided purposes and agendas, which really make them wolves. In fact, there are people with agendas, but good shepherds fight against those agendas. So you want to bring pornographic books into children in the public libraries, and then you want to call me a a, a racist, fascist, right-wing extremist? Call me whatever you want. That's your typical playbook lies. That's not who I am. Anyone can come here, and I love you, no matter what your sexual preference is. I care about you because I don't see you based, your identity to me is not based on what you do. It's based on how God sees you. So I see you as sons and daughters. So good shepherds fight and protect when the wolf really is coming because children can't fight and protect themselves. That's why the good shepherd's fighting and protecting for you. You can't have the good shepherd and not become a good shepherd to those around you. You've got to make your voice heard. You must stand up and be bold. And you don't have to fight the way that the world fights. Hirelings are constantly focused on themselves, 
but good shepherds are priests of God that minister between the porch and the altar. They weep, they plead, they protect, and they intercede. Joel 2, 17. Here are some key dynamics of a good shepherd. Key dynamics of a good shepherd. Joel chapter 2, verse 17. They weep, they stand, their priests that minister to the Lord between the porch. So imagine this is the porch and there's the altar. Now think the altar there, the porch on earth. So what do good shepherds do? They weep because they feel the burden and the pain for God's people, which then moves them to action. But the first action is standing in the gap between the people and the Lord. This is a key identifier for good. Hirelings will never do this because the sheep aren't theirs. They don't actually care. But when you weep and you cry, you do everything you can to build and create something for the good shepherd, for the shepherd and the sheep to have pasture. And they weep and they cry because they carry the burdens for those that are weaker. And they celebrate when other people get successes. Recently, Jeff, our executive pastor and his wife, were very transparent up here. And it seemed like they had been knocked back. But then God came in and knocked them up. And a great breakthrough came through for provision, right? Well, when that breakthrough came through for him, I rejoiced and celebrated for him. It had nothing. In fact, I wept and cried because of what was happening to him. Now I'm enjoying to watch your story, your story, your story, because I get to see what God does in your life. I'm not the Lord. I'm just a shepherd that's weeping between the porch and the altar, interceding on your behalf. Now you care more about others instead of saying, man, I can't believe you got that money and I didn't. <laughs> wow, you got that promotion and I didn't. See, we do all things unto the Lord. Hirelings do all things unto the paycheck. Good shepherds do all things for the Lord. When you get this principle, you watch what God will do in your life. You watch. It'll be supernatural. So the true defining factor of a good shepherd is they minister to the Lord, they weep between the porch and the altar, and they say, spare your people, O Lord. Now watch this. Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. I am not going to let this nation or any other nation rule over you or over me. It's the spirit of this age. So in turn, we fight to protect and we fight to see the promises of God revealed in our lives. Why should they say among the peoples, where's their God? There's a true, this is a true defining factor of a good shepherd. They walk in true humility and brokenness before God. They live with brokenness and weakness, both personally and for others. Hence, good shepherds have beside themselves encounters often so that they can have a sound mind all the time. They're broken to rescue the broken, but it's a different kind of broken. My past brokenness was because of drugs, alcohol, fornication, and living for the world. That's not the brokenness I'm talking about. The brokenness that I have today is I consider everything in my past a loss, and I realize I'm nothing without God. We're nothing without the Lord. I can't do anything. You can't do anything without God. Nothing. And my brokenness is a brokenness of realizing that, number one, I have my own depravity that I have to fight against, and I'm carrying the weight of other people. Good shepherds live with constant brokenness and weakness. That's why in the midst of your weakness, don't ask God to rescue you. Ask for grace to endure it because it's in your brokenness and your weakness that you see the power of God manifested in your life. And then we all come together fighting together as good shepherds because there's no hirelings. Amen. So good shepherds walk in true humility and brokenness before God. 
They have a voice that others follow with the ultimate purpose to follow his voice. So you have the heavenly good shepherd and you have earthly good shepherds. I believe that I'm one. I believe you all should follow my voice. But if you're following my voice, you should ultimately be pointed to his voice. Good shepherds always point you to his voice. This is a key defining factor. You can follow my voice if I'm following his voice. You can imitate me if I'm imitating him. You understand that? People need to be able to imitate you and follow your voice if you're following his voice and you're pointing them to him. Good shepherds have a good shepherd living inside of them. They are first good shepherds to their heart, their family and community, and then to the church. Back in the day, I used to say, God, please just open a door, open a door. And then one day God said, you are the door. We say, God, open the door. God says the door's living on the inside. Become a door. Hirelings go to church. Good shepherds become the church. Good shepherds lay their life down and don't expect others to do the same for them. Why? Because Jesus already did it for me. Wouldn't this sound really weird? I said, Jeff, you better be laying your life down for me, man. Why aren't you laying your life down for me? Doesn't that just sound weird? Versus, Jeff, lay your life down for the king, for Jesus. See, if we're all laying our life down for him, we'll lay our lives down for one another, but we won't expect other people to lay their lives down for us. Now I took off all the expectations. I have no expectation. In fact, we should all lower our expectations because we're all people with brokenness and weakness. We're all living the same life, in a sense, in the same spirit of this age, but not everybody's paying the same price. So my best expectation of you, here's my highest expectation of all y'all. You ready? I expect you to hear the voice of the Lord, be flamed on in your identity, and to become sons and daughters, and to be everything that you're called to be by God. I expect you to grow, to learn, to trust, and to be led by Jesus in everything that you do. Notice I didn't say anything else about what you should do for me. Because agape love says, I love you. It's like my kids. Could you imagine my seven-year-old or eight-year-old son or my nine-year-old daughter or four-year-old? I'm like, I'm loving them for the sole purpose of what they're going to give back to me. Now, I really want them to feed the animals and mow the lawn. (laughs) Desperately. And they will, by the way. They will. It's coming. But, but I'm not loving them for the purposes of what they're ultimately going to do for me. I'm loving them for who they are and who I want them to become. Now we all treat each other that way because that's what good shepherds do. Good shepherds lay their life down. Good shepherds never get offended, but hirelings are always offended. And measuring and microscope and apathetic and underneath. And why is he and how come that and complaining? That's the telltale sign of a hireling. And at the religious system, the Western Americanized religious system and churches in America are full, filled with hirelings. We all lay our lives down for the king. And then because we love him, we feed others. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, everybody's been given a gift. You're all joints in a body. We're all joints in a body. And we all do our provision and we all give our supply. You want to know how you feel connected in the body? Give your supply. And you say, well, no, others need to be giving me theirs. It doesn't work like that. First, you give yours. You know what moves me in services? 
all the time. I get filled when I come here. In fact, Wednesday, yesterday attending keep, our services the way I want them to go is where I'm sitting back and everybody else is prophesying and praying and singing. I'm watching the flags and the musicians and I'm watching people and I'm just enjoying it because everybody's now they're as joints in a body are giving out and now there's a connection and we get built up together in love. We have to get past what others are going to do for you and get to the spot of what you're going to do for others. It's better to give than to receive. So why do I feel disconnected? Do your share. Now, if you're really broken, sick, addicted, and you don't have much share, your share may be showing up. Sometimes your shares just show up so other people can give into your life, which then builds you up so you can give away to others. The whole purpose here is to get people healthy to give to others. Good shepherds reproduce good shepherds. Do you see that? But hirelings just reproduce hirelings. Good shepherds stay and watch because they know the wolf is coming. Good shepherds are bold as a lion and teach the sheep to be the same. Good shepherds don't leave sheep sheep, but rather turn sheep into lions. Good shepherds forget their failures. You know what? Listen to what Paul said. One thing. Later, in Paul's late life, he said one thing. Do I do? I forget. Everybody say, I forget. But the world wants to go. You know how many times I've showed my ordination to people that's hanging on my wall? You know how many times in my life? Zero. You know how many times I've gotten to show people my uh, degree from Oral Roberts University? Well, unless you come to my office, but Zero. My degree from Miami-Dade. Who, what happens is, is good shepherds come to the spot where their successes don't define their future. Neither do their failures define their future. But for a hireling, they're fully defined by their successes and they're haunted by their failures. Hirelings are haunted by their failures. Good shepherds forget or learn from them and become a better good shepherd. Like, for example, let me give you a quick Good Shepherd story and a Bad Shepherd story. When I was at Victory South Coast working for a pastor at Oklahoma City, I was a hireling. Really, the paycheck, I mean, I was being led by the Lord, but I also was out for the paycheck and the sheep weren't my own because I was working for somebody else and I didn't see him as my own. And I actually didn't like my job, so I complained in the inside all the time. I didn't like being a campus pastor. I didn't like the video church. I didn't like where God put me. That's why you need to read Tale of Three Kings because God will often put you in a place because it's about teaching us submission and love and honor to him. And so here I am, I'm working as a campus pastor and somebody brings a flyer of a messianic pastor that's coming into town or a messianic uh, Jew minister that's gonna speak at the Hilton Garden Inn. And some of you were there. And there was a flyer that was brought into the church. And somebody said, hey, uh, this guy's coming. Can I put some flyers out? And I didn't know who the person was. They were a visitor. I said, oh, sure. So flyers got handed out to the whole church. Then I looked at it. It was a guy with the yarmulke on. Must have been praying for somebody. And the picture had a big cloud of uh, smoke over his head. Big cloud of smoke as if the Shekinah glory, like this guy's walking in the cloud, right? And so I'm like, hmm, this is a little odd. And uh, also, you might get mad at me for saying this, but 
in the in the verbiage it said something about God, but it was G and then underline D. It, and I'm like, I don't even understand. So it's like I can't even say God's name. I'm like, okay. So I go to the meeting, and so does a whole bunch of people from the church. And when I get there, so I wasn't being a good shepherd in the context of letting the flyer be handed out. But I was in the sense that I decided to go. And when I got there, this got, the meeting got really weird, really weird, okay? Now I'm not, I can do holy weird. I like holy weird, but this was not holy weird. This was, uh, angels are gonna come and touch you right now. You're gonna feel a wind rush through you right now. I could tell it was being manipulative. And then he said something to the effect of, Today, if you give $1,000, I want to give you a prophetic word, come over here. And if you give $500, my personal assistant's going to pray for you over here. And so I start texting everybody in the meeting, run for your life, like run for your life, get out of the meeting, okay? So people start getting up and this guy starts... Not, he doesn't know me, but he starts yelling at me, basically saying, I'm going to lock the doors and y'all are wolves and calling us wolves. So I wasn't being a good shepherd. But see, good shepherds are always out for the best interests of the people because they care about them, not what they can do for them. See, why does the hireling run when the wolf comes? Because they don't care. Versus, wait, there's a bobcat eating up all my chickens in the backside of the bluff? Um, I'm, my chicken coop is Rikers Island. That, I don't care if a pack of wolves come. It's not getting into my chicken coop. And it's the same with protecting your family and your children in your home. But you don't walk in fear about it. You just understand the wolf is coming, but I'm not crying wolf. The spirit of this age and the agendas of this age to lead your children astray are coming. To destroy your marriage. That's why you have to disconnect from the spirit of this age. Friendship with the world is enmity or hatred with God. Disconnect, folks. You got to disconnect. And so good shepherds stand their ground when the wolf is coming and then they kill the wolf. (laughs) Good shepherds are men and women after God's own heart and blame no one else for their own shortcomings. So there's no victim mentality. And no, it's not your fault. No, it's not my parents' fault. Though there might've been things done indirectly to me that I couldn't have handled. And there's horrible things done to children indirectly, but they still have to learn to forgive because those people didn't know what they were doing. It didn't make it okay. It just reveals the deception. So we forgive because they knew not what they do. So some of you had Saul's or some of you had hirelings as pastors in your past. Okay, and did you love them perfectly? And are you loving them perfectly now? Because you got to forgive them for they knew not what they were doing. It doesn't make it mean it was right. It just means that they were just as deceived as maybe you once were. That's why I don't call out other churches. I don't ever bad mouth any other churches ever. Because even if they are hirelings and God put them in an anointed position, why would I ever cut the hem of their garment? Yeah. Yeah. See, your enemies on earth aren't actually your enemies. They're God's enemies. That's why God says, love your enemies. But they're still God's enemies. Love them. And let God deal with them. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Good shepherds are men and women after God's own heart, and they blame no one else for their shortcomings. They don't live in victim mentality. They don't get offended. I might get irritated and frustrated with you at times, but I still love you. And, and I have great news for you. I'm not ever going to leave this church. No, no. I mean, I might go travel or whatever, but 
like, you're not going to offend me where I'm going to leave you. I'm with you for life. You'll leave me before I leave you. There's no shepherd like the good shepherd. They have the same voice at all times and they have no disguise. They have his voice and his heart. There's no shepherd like the good shepherd. Sheep should follow the voice of both their heavenly good shepherd and their earthly good shepherds that God's put over them. Why? In order to become good shepherds themselves, even if the shepherd over them is not good. Hence, the tale of three kings. Now, here's my list of hirelings. Hirelings are more concerned about protecting themselves rather than protecting the sheep. They are more concerned about what's in the best interest for them than the ones they are in charge of taking care of. It's always about what's in my best interest. Hirelings live in constant fear for their life instead of a true fear of God, which causes us to protect the sheep. Hirelings are moved by money and numbers. They're driven by success. Hirelings find value in what they do versus who they are. That's why we have the statement here, I'm not what I do, I do what I am. Your value comes in your identity, not in what you do. And it's out of what you, who you are that you do what you do. Hirelings cry wolf even when no one is pursuing. And the wolf is coming. And when it comes, they run. Hirelings eat apples. Meaning they're always eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil instead of eating from the tree of life. So everything's about what's right and what's wrong. Manipulation and control. Putting themselves as God in the seat of justice instead of humbling themselves and taking the low road. Hirelings don't hire others. Hirelings disguise their voice. Hirelings have no real power and authority. Hirelings reproduce hirelings or turn sheep into wolves. Hirelings don't actually believe Jesus is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. Hirelings are never satisfied no matter how much prestige that they acquire from others or what they possess. It's never enough. Hirelings are never satisfied. I always have to have more. Hirelings walk in a false brokenness and are prideful. Hirelings are haunted by their past and never feel successful. It's easy to be a hireling because the expectations are low. Just punch the clock, do your time, go home, and be done. That's a hireling. And can I tell you something about hirelings that work for me? They'll never get promoted. If it's thus far and no more and it's all about the paycheck and punch the clock, you're, you're just going to be a worker. But if you take ownership and you do all things under the Lord, you'll always, you will always, 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 always get promoted. For a hireling, it's just a job. It's all about me and what I have. For a good shepherd, no matter what the job is, they take ownership because they do all things as under the Lord. All things under the Lord. Hirelings do all things under the paycheck, the promotion, climbing the ladder to be regarded by men and be successful. Good shepherds give life and live more abundantly. And they stand against the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. My mission statement for my life, actually my vision statement for my life that I wrote at Oral Roberts University in 2000, 22 years ago, is this. To live an abundant life and to show others how to do the same. To give life and to lead others to live an abundant life. What is an abundant life? Happy, healthy, and free, no matter what. But you can't give abundant life to others if you're not having one yourself. 
the life of a hireling can be taken from them. Matthew 25, 29. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Hirelings always feel entitled and are often offended. And when the landowner comes to get what's rightfully his, they kill the servants and kill the heir. Matthew chapter 20. Don't be just a worker. Become a good shepherd. I was talking with Kevin Prosh about this message last night on the, or two nights ago on the phone. And here's what he said. Hirelings are blinded by their own salary versus the purity of what God wants to do amongst the congregation, which takes away from a new word and a new term that we're going to be bringing into this church. Are you ready? It's called phenomenology. This is our new word. It's a culture of phenomenology. It's a culture of supernatural. We come to church just expecting to get a nice message, some nice worship, and go home and do our duty instead of coming to have supernatural encounters with God. This isn't a, if you're looking at me, we should be looking at him. If we're looking at the worship, we should be looking at the worship in heaven. So phenomenology is a supernatural encounter. Last service, Kevin had a word for somebody here that was sick, that had an immune disorder, and had AIDS. And that person was here. And came up and got prayer. Power of God came, and that person was touched, and I'm going to believe that he was healed. But that's a culture. Wednesday night, supernormal natural nights. I don't want to be the main guy anymore. I want to be a bottom-up guy. What I want to do is make it about others. That's what good shepherds do. Hirelings, it's about them. Good shepherds, it's about other people. Why don't y'all prophesy now? When do we stop making it about the preacher, the pastor, the charisma, the charm, the good speaking, and the wisdom of men, and we make it about the power of God? Good shepherds make it about the power of God. Hirelings make it about the wisdom of men. But see, we all have to shift together. So that means that when we come together, I have to sit down. And it doesn't mean I don't have guide wires. But look, hirelings run, good shepherds put watchmen on the wall. And sometimes the good shepherd is the watchman. Other times I put other watchmen on the wall, all of our team, all of y'all, and I get to go garden. So I'm getting to garden and build and do other things while other people are watching. So good shepherds empower others. That's what the good shepherd did. Because you become a door for other people. It's not about me, but I'm going to teach you it's not about you, but I'm going to provide to you so that you can provide to others. That's the way, whether you're in the marketplace or in the church house, we're all in full-time ministry everywhere we go. I do more ministry actually outside of the church than in the church because everywhere I go, I'm ministering to somebody because it's the essence of who I am. And that's not weird. And I'm not talking Christianese all the time. I'm just loving people really, really well. And that's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to do. So it's a new culture of phenomenology. Good shepherds who rule without a system of money and recognition. But for a hireling, if they can't be recognized, listen to this. This is what Kevin t- told me. For hirelings, they, if they can't be recognized, they can't exist. It's the biggest lie. It creates fear that they won't be bigger than what they think they are. And the fear becomes a sickness. They're always needing recognition. I have had many, 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 many people leave this church because they haven't been recognized. 
and they want to be recognized. And many times when they want to be recognized and I can see it, I just don't recognize them because that thing in them has to die. And if they're going to stay here only because they have to be recognized, it's better that they leave. I love you, but we're not building a show. We're building an army and we're a remnant church and the wolf is coming. So you want to fight some wolves or do you want to just hide out in the hen house? I want to fight the wolf. Amen. Which leads to more. So think about it. I'm going to read this again. For a hireling, if they can't be recognized, they can't exist. It's the biggest lie. It creates fear that they won't be bigger than they think they are. And And that fear becomes a sickness, which leads to more control or becoming a wolf and eventually fading away. The very thing they fear comes upon them. A fear that they would be forgotten and wouldn't have a measure. It's the fear of the unknown and the unseen. See, I don't do anything I do with the fear that I won't be known or won't be recognized. My greatest fear is that I would not love like Jesus, which is the fear of the Lord. That's a real fear of the Lord. I want to love like Jesus, not have a fear of I'm going to miss something or miss out or not be something. I don't care about any of the things of this world. I care about you, my family, and honoring Jesus and let God do the rest. Let God drop napalm bombs in this house. I want miracles, signs, and wonders, healing. I want fire. I want power. I want wild. I want crazy. I want phenomenology, and I want healthy and stable, and I want you to have beside yourself ecstasy encounters. I taught you this last week. I want you to have ecstatic ecstasy encounters that get you out of your mind, beside yourself, get you out of yourself so you can be in your right mind for other people. I want it to be so wild that God just undoes me. I want you undone. I want to get you out of your head and get you into the spirit. I want your face rocked off. That's why we have in this conference. The purpose of this conference is to get our faces rocked off by the power of God, prophecy, signs, wonders, miracles, healing. It's activate. It's called activate so you can get activated. Amen. And so we have beside ourselves encounters, which makes us healthier. We're nothing without God. Hirelings miss the wealth in the kingdom of God, which is not monetarily. And this fear hacks on the mindset of their wealth and who they are in the kingdom. We're nothing without God, and this is the wrestle. Only God can make us into anything. He determines and anything he determines and desires for us properly. We have to stop hedging our bets and manipulating situations and outcomes and other people. That's what hirelings do. We all face rough times. All of us will lie in the gutter at one point or another. But when you're lying in the gutter, make sure you're looking at the stars. Ministry is a watch without hands. That's why I hate the clock. It's not about time. It's not about time is money. It's about loving perfectly at all times, anywhere we're at. And I want you to be like the good shepherd. So you can go in the door and go in and out. So you can become a door where people come in and out of your life where you're living with pure motives and pure intentions. The American church is filled with this culture of titles and positions and recognition. And it's no different than the world. Let's us make a different, a decision to be different than the world. I don't want Rock City to look like the world. We're a remnant church of good shepherds fighting against the wolf that's coming. And they're going to attack and they're going to protest and they're going to label you But so what? It has no power. Stand up. 
Fight for the voiceless. Fight for the oppressed. Fight for the widow. Fight for the orphans. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's not be hirelings and let's lay that thing down and let's be good shepherds. Let's all stand. I'd like to ask my prayer partners and my ministry team to come up. And let's just take a moment to go before the Lord and then I'm going to invite you up if you'd like prayer today. Let's just close our eyes. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for being such a great shepherd. Let's just thank the Lord for being a good shepherd right now. Thank you, God. You are the best shepherd. You lead us and guide us beside still waters and green, into green pastures through the valley of the shadow of death. Help us to be that to other people. Help us to lay down the desire to be seen, the desire to be recognized, the desire to be known. Help us to lay all that down. Lord, if there's any hireling in us, take it out. If there's any wolf in us, take it out. If there's any offenses in us, take it out. And that should be a prayer for your own heart. Lord, if I have any offenses, if I have any wolf nature, if I have a hireling nature, take it out, God. I'm not doing what I'm doing for a paycheck. I'm doing it because I love you. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for a healthy house, healthy homes, everybody listening and watching online. I pray that your home and your hearts and your family would be healthy and that you would learn to be a shepherd like the good shepherd. I thank you so much, God, for bringing healing and life and power. I thank you for a culture of phenomenology, Lord, a place that's full of phenomenons. Lord, let them be. Let them happen. Show yourself strong and mighty. Signs, wonders, miracles, and healings in this house. A supernatural house filled of comfort, exhortation, love, and building one another up. Thank you so much, God, for this conference that's coming. Prepare our hearts for it. Thank you for this coming Wednesday night, Supernormal Natural. Thank you, God, for giving us words from heaven and teaching us to hear your voice. We love you, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you are building healthy homes to stand against the wolves that are coming. I bless you mightily today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like somebody to pray with you, we have our prayer partners up here. If you're sick, struggling, having any difficulties, or want to pray for another loved one, come up and let somebody stand with you today. I love you all.